while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome, welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. The debate happened last night. You might have heard of it. You might have heard it. You might have called in and asked the candidates a question. There was a lot of uh, buzz around that debate. Um, a lot of people in the local media and broader and more broadly in the Commonwealth media were listening in on the debate. Uh, one of them is Adam Bass of the North Star Reporter in North Attleboro. He actually was live tweeting the debate, and I got to read a lot of them afterwards. I was well, all of them afterwards, and uh, I really, I really appreciated it. It was, I think, really good coverage and uh, on the fly, astute observations of what had happened in the debate. And I wanted to get a third party observation um, from the media on this because I was so immersed in it that uh, it's it's difficult for me to make some certain calls because uh, it was it was intense in here. It was intense in the studio for sure. So joining us now is, is Adam Bass of the North Star Reporter. Hey, Adam. Adam. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I, I, I had the I had the phone uh, slider down. Mm. <laughs> so well, great. Great to be here, Marcus. Great yeah. to be back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Great to have you back. So you were live tweeting the debate, um, mm -hmm. which what are your just just general overall thoughts? Well, for one, you you and Chris uh, held a great debate. First Thank of all. you. Did, did a good job moderating. Thanks. Good job trying to keep everyone on focus. Really good job. So for me, I'm gonna make a bold statement here tonight. I'm gonna say that this debate was a tie between Sheriff Hodgson and Mayor Harrell. Okay. Both had their strengths. Both had their. Uh, I guess you could say. Uh, shortcomings during the debate. Um, for, for both of them, they definitely uh, set their lines down in what they want to do as sheriff. Hodgson wants to continue uh, doing what he's doing, specifically in law enforcement as a sheriff, while Haro wants to focus on modernizing the jail as a whole and is taking a more scientific approach to the job than Hodgson. So... What do you but what do you think of their demeanor? I thought their demeanors after listening to it again and after being here in the studio, I thought their demeanors were starkly different too. Yes, um, Hodgson was very much on, I would say, a way of defending his job and his record. You know, he's been yeah. there for twenty five years. He said, "Look, you know, this is what I've done," and he said stuff that he actually uh, mentioned in an article I wrote for the North Star Reporter, yeah. where he says, "Look." You should be applauding those who have been doing their job at the Bristol County Sheriff's Office. Yes. You should be, um, look, you have no idea what you're talking about, uh, Mr. Harrell. Um, Mayor Harrell, on the other hand, he surprised me last night. I thought he, you know, would have some trouble during this debate. But from what it sounds like, he's he's been around this block before. Yeah. He told me he loves campaigning. So if he wants to take all the aspects of a campaigning, debate uh, is one of those as well. And he, of course. 
he had his uh, lines prepared. He wanted to make sure that he got across that, you know, he he thinks that Hero or excuse me, Hodgson has not done a good job keeping people safe. And this is him quoting, not me. Um, the one thing I will say that both of them kind of uh, messed up on is the fact that they tried to paint each other as something more extreme than the other. Yeah. Um, Hodgson mentioned the London School of, ec- of uh, Business <laughs> yeah, and Economics. That was, that was wild to me. I was like, wait, I, what? <laughs> let, let me just say this, because I've been, I've been like obsessed with this race uh, ever since it began. Same. Uh, I have whiteboards up in my in my office right now, like, <laughs> like something out of Moneyball. I love it. And... You know, I, I knew about like the, the Russian Today thing. I never knew about that uh, college. And I'm like, and what does it have to do with Shara? Um, uh, this really doesn't really talk about that. And um, Hero sort of tried to tie uh, a tie that Hodgson wore that has striking resemblance to a Confederate flag, and it sort of kind of fell flat in the sense that um, you know Hodgson sort of swatted it off and said. I don't really care about that. I don't really care about Donald Trump. Um, I remember one of your callers saying who won the 2020 election, and they said both Biden. It, it definitely seems like while tying Donald Trump to Hodgson would get Democrat voters to go and fill out their ballots, it, it's probably not going to be the thing that moves independent voters, which is what Hero might mean. Yeah, well, here's what I'm thinking with that. Um, and the London School of Economics thing, I, I, I got to say, is one of the more is one of the wilder moments of the debate because to call it a socialist universe. I mean, JFK went there. Right. And and JFK decidedly not a communist. Um, but but to to that, that was a, that was one of the more wild moments of the debate. I will say with respect to the Trump stuff, I think what Haru is playing to, and it's one of the strengths of his campaign is, and I've been saying this ad nauseum is the top of the ticket. The top of the ticket for Haru is much, much stronger than for Hodgson. You have Maura Healy on his side, Jeff Deal on the other. And we know to- the, the top of the ballot does help carry the down ballot races in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances. So I wonder if tying Trump to, uh, to Hodgson, like uh, and Hodgson's Hodgson 100% downplayed his relationship with Trump last night 100% and he has throughout this campaign so he knows it's an issue. Um, right. I wonder if it, uh, I wonder if that is actually going to be effective in getting Democrats to walk in, which is you know, uh, you know, very not a majority but a not you know a significant part of the electorate to walk in and and vote for Hero, vote down ballot for Democrats. That is a good question and. The, the other question well, I have is, does Maura Healy come back to Bristol County for one more swing in this area? Yeah. She's only been here uh, since uh, September 15th with, yeah. as her first uh, visit with uh, Salem Mayor Kim she, she, she came. She came to New Bedford. Um, she came to New Bedford two days after getting elected or a day or day or two days after getting uh, nominated. She also went to the, the feast uh, early August. Those yes. are the two. There might have been more. Those are the two in 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 the southern part of the county that I'm aware of. Yes, but if, if there's going to be one thing that pulls Haro over the line, it's going to be her. Yeah. This is the strongest Democrat that has been on a uh, government ticket. A, excuse me, a a gubernatorial ticket in the 21st century. Yeah. Um. In that regard, does Healy make another trip down here? And I w- I'm going to say maybe yes because. Mm-hmm. And this is something I talked with someone over the phone the other day. 
uh, Hodgson uh, made a lot of comments about Mara Healy. The two of them do not see eye to eye. Healy uh, filed a lawsuit on Hodgson. Hodgson calls it a political stunt and fake. Um, and Healy was the first uh, the first major Democrat to endorse Harrell. I know that he's had other endorsements, such as Kara Dorothy, uh, Dorothy of uh, Taunton. But at that in that regard, when it comes to a uh, quasi-national figure like Healy, you're going to be wanting her to come down and rally the troops for you. Yeah. No, I, I think so. I mean, she definitely... I don't think she wants to step into the corner office with... Hodgson as as uh, as sheriff, I think that you know, and I, I, I vice versa. But I mean, he's not Hodgson isn't going to have a choice with that. Um, so, is there any? You know, we talked about the the. You know, what I will say is, I think Hodgson at the beginning, he was very. It seemed like he was angry and for a few reasons one i you know haru's attacking his record and Naj and i it seems like a guy's very proud of his record and and he i know he's very proud of his record and two um uh i think he's upset about the, i think he's really upset about the confederate tie thing because he brought it up not haro um but you don't think that's a major issue in this campaign it, it could be uh the thing that makes it here's the thing uh market to me this this campaign is not about a a convincing game. A uh, it's about maneuvering the numbers. You yeah. want to get as much turnout as you possibly can gather, and you need to get Democrats and independents to fill out their tickets. One of the problems is that many of these voters leave the sheriff's uh, yeah. circle blank. Yeah, that's true, and that can cause in- incumbents to win. Mm-hmm. Look and some data that my friend Jake Rubenstein. Um, Work, I think, alongside matching polling at one point. Um, he said that when you look at Fall River, New Bedford, they have the highest rates of keeping those sheriff ballots um, circles blank as soon as you go down lower and lower and lower on that ticket. Yeah. So if that happens, Haro might be in trouble uh, and Hodgson probably gets reelected. But if you can convince Democrats and independents to fill out those, ba- fill out those bubbles, you probably have a situation where you win. So, um, so we're speaking with Adam Bass of the North Star Reporter. He was live tweeting the Bristol County Sheriff's debate uh, last night. If you want to, if you missed the debate, you can listen to it uh, on the WBSM podcast. Uh, what about the calls portion of the of the uh, of the debate? Is anything anything stick out to you in particular? Well, there was one call I thought was very interesting, and that was a how hero would handle uh, the police. And he said something that sticks out very much right now in contrast to the Democratic Party nationally. And he said, yeah. I'm not going to defund the police. And you know what Hodgson did? He applauded him. Yeah. He said, I think that's great that you're doing that. And he was willing to say, you know, what you did was a wonderful job. And I think that's something that you can be proud of. You know- now, obviously, the Democratic Party... It hasn't been defunding the police no. as of right now. No, no one's been defunding the police. No one's been defunding no. the police. Yes. The problem is that, like many uh, attacking lines, they tend to stick if you like go on and on and on. Yeah. And the problem is that that's sort of the the, the thought process of what national in the, or excuse me undecided voters think right. of the Democratic Party. Yeah. And considering how crime is a big issue right now in uh, generic ballot and in national polling. That could hurt Democrats. But in terms of 
what's going on in the state and how insulated it is compared to the national, uh, the generic ballot nationally. Yeah. I don't know. I think what Haro needs to do in terms of just letting people know is a, you know, go go team up with more Healy, and B, just keep talking about that. Whereas Hodgson just needs to keep talking about his record and what sort of what he's done to the community. That's basically all I have to offer for them. Yeah, so um, I thought that that's one of his strongest points in uh, uh, points in his campaign because he said he talked about that actually when I was um, he talked about that when I had him on for his solo interview because callers called in and and some people you know I always you always get the people that try to have the uh, a few good men moment you know the did you order the code red thing and it never works but Haru someone called in about you know like defunding the police or his record on law enforcement and he's actually I'm he's like I'm glad you asked because you know during my time as mayor I tripled the police budget I started a cyber unit I started you know an, an elder fraud unit you know I did all that so we talked about how he's actually expanded the the police department during his time as as mayor, and I, I think that's I, I do think that's a really strong point in his campaign, especially when Hodgson's hitting him on his law enforcement uh, experience, uh, his lack or lack of law enforcement experience. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Though I will say one of uh, Haro's uh, problems that could get him into trouble is that he's very data driven. He needs to talk about humanistic experiences if yeah. you're running a campaign now. Hodgson, I think, has the advantage in doing that. He's very good at talking about humanistic experiences and kind of doesn't want to talk about data. After all, he yeah. sort of shied away from the recidivism rate. Yes. Um, he's, he's a man of, I guess you could say, heart rather than head, whereas Perot <laughs> is a man of head rather than heart. He admitted it. The thing is, is Hodgson, that's not even an insult, because Hodgson admitted as much during the debate. He said, now, Hodgson's a smart guy, but he did say during the debate where he he's basically said it's not about being the smartest person; it's about hiring the smartest people. So he basically said to Haru, like, "Yeah, you may be a better numbers guy, but I just put the right people around me," which is, I I think, a common sort of Republican thing, um, especially because Republicans do actually elect some pretty dumb candidates. Uh, they say, "Oh, they're going to put some, or unqualified candidates." They say, "Oh, they're going to put the best people around them." Um, so. You said I saw you tweet out that um, I saw you tweet out that you have like a different way, or there should be a different way of analyzing this race. What do you think yeah. that is? Uh, as I said, one of the problems is that this race is being thought of as how many how many Republicans or Independents or Democrats can Haro convince um, and persuade. People are looking at this as a persuasion game. You need to think about this as a numbers game. Where can you get Democrats to show up, or, or, or Republicans, if you're Hodgson, too many H names. Um, yeah. So where do you go to find those voters that will ensure that they fill out those circles? And for, for uh, Haro, it's going to have to be the South, as well as parts of the North. For Hodgson, you need to get turnout high in those little areas in the center of Bristol County, uh, Freetown, Berkeley. Dighton, Rehoboth, those need to show up for Hodgson. And even if Perot gets a lot of turnout there, that could be a problem. I, you know, uh, Rehoboth is 45% college educated. That's not bad for Democrats, considering how they do well with white college educated voters. That's relatively high for a town as I expected, like Rehoboth. Um, And other other places, you need to get 
Democrats to show up in the Fall River uh, suburban count, uh, suburban areas uh, on the sides in Route 6. And in New Bedford, he needs New Bedford to probably be near 60%. Yeah. So, it, again, it's about turning out. Who's going to turn out? And not rather, can I win any more independence? Because uh, a lot of these people have their minds made up already, Marcus. Yes. It's a very polarizing time. And, you know, the question is, can Perot and more importantly, Maura Healy get those voters to fill out those circles? Or are they going to leave it blank again? Yeah, I think that's a good. Um, I think I, I really. I think I think the the vote ballot fatigue is a real thing. And for people who might not know, ballot fatigue is basically people fill out the top of the ticket like president, senator, governor, etc. And then the further you go down, the fewer votes they get because people aren't as paying as much attention to those races. Hey, listen, we got a call. Let's try to take it. Yeah, well, sure. Good evening. You're live. Hi. How are you guys? Good. How, how you doing? Well, thank you. I'm doing good. I heard you comment on the uh, Confederate tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found that I found that to be almost anecdotal. And the reason I say that is because um, uh, you know I shop, I shop, I shop Walmart. Yeah, I shop Target and Kohl's. A lot of stuff I'm wearing is made in China, so I'm wearing a Chinese-made tie. Uh, does that make me a commie? No, that's see, see, that's and I don't care about the optic of the tie. Yeah, yeah, but but the tie. I think it's a cheap shot and shallow if you're running for a serious office. And the other thing I wanted to say is everybody that goes into the House of Corrections, Haro didn't mention this, should be checked for bipolar, screened for bipolar before they take their cell. And the reason is this state is uh, deinstitutionalized mental health for a long time. If you screen these people on their way in, you might be helping them. You might have an idea on just what it is. I'm not talking about this suicidal, but these people are desperate. A lot of them are mentally unstable. And if you screen for bipolar, it'll. Oh, shoot. I accidentally dropped that call. <laughs> well, well I, I will say this. You know, I leave uh, the mental health questions to people who cover mental health. Y- yeah. I'm, I'm not qualified for that yet. <laughs> I agree. Um, and, and as far as that. um. As far as the caller goes, sorry, I did drop you by accident because we got more calls coming in, and so that's that's just and and I it's difficult to operate the it's frankly difficult to operate the phones while we have a phone guest on. So uh, no, I I get your point though. As far as the communist China tie and and all that, um, so the tie itself is a political statement. If you get a t- like you know, it's not like if you get a tie by Ralph Lauren, you're not adopting the political pol- uh, po- you're not adopting the politics of Ralph Lauren. If Ralph Lauren made a tie uh, that said defund the police on it or something like that, that would be a political statement. That would the tie itself is a political statement. Not it's not the political reflections of the person who made it. In this case, it is because the tie itself is explicitly a Confederate flag tie. Whether or not Hodgson intended to wear it to signal his Confederate brethren or whatever, I I, I don't know. Like that that to me again, I, I'm not sure if it's a big issue. Peru seems to think it is. He has polling numbers on it. Um, I'm not sure, but the tie itself is the political statement. It's not the political statement of the person who necessarily the person who made the tie, even though in this case it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get another call. Actually, let's take it. Mm-hmm. Good evening. You're live. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Good. I just wanted to say uh, a complete turn off for me. I live in the town of Dartmouth. I don't believe for one minute that he's asked citizens if we feel safe. We feel so safe and it's so quiet in town that if you didn't know the jail was up on Fonts Corner Road, you just wouldn't know what was even here. You would have no idea. 
and uh, the whole tie thing, absolutely. Every time he brings that tie up, it disgusts me more because this isn't about a tie. This is about law and order, and then Sheriff Hodgson has stood there strong on immigration, on keeping that jail run like a clock all these years. That's why the man's been there for 25 years. I'm 46 years old. I'm, I work full-time, and I, there's, there's enough baloney in all these races and enough things being slung. And all I care about is that for one man to stand up and still believe in the law and order and want to run that jail the way it's supposed to be in this sea of crazy Democrats and crazy ideas and crazy news things, that's all I care about. Thank God the man is, is the way he is and runs that jail the way he is. I mean, when I heard Paul Harrell the first few times, all I could hear was a soap opera on your station. And when Sheriff Hodgson comes on, it's about facts and law and order. And I've always felt that way just with him in office. I, I feel totally safe and comfortable with him there. I mean, the man knows what he's doing. Who the hell else would we want to run that jail? I mean, he does a great job. And this is coming from just my honest true opinion, and uh, I'm going to vote for him, and there's nothing that's going to change my mind. I mean, he does a great job. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. So, people have strong opinions about this race. Um, As I said, you're, you're not going to find many undecideds right now. This is what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly it. Especially, so he, here's what I was thinking about about this because you know he says he's run the jail for 25 years. He's been here for 25 years. That's a long time. Uh, we know based on some research that the ACLU did, not a friend of Tom Hodgson's, but the research the ACLU did said that 53% um, of people in Bristol County know who know the name Todd Hodgson or know who he is, versus 17% in most other counties in the Commonwealth know who their sheriff is. How does Hero combat the name ID of Sheriff Hodgson? Because Hodgson had, obviously has a strong advantage with name ID. He needs money. Um, yeah. He has a money deficit. That yeah. I know he's knocking doors and biking across the county, and that's, that's fine. But at the same time, that's not going to get you far. You yeah. need advertisements. You need, um, excuse me, mailers. You need people volunteering all the time. And, you know, if you're serious about running this race. You need as much help as you can get. And that's why I mentioned more Healy. It's probably going to get you over the finish line if you can. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause she has name ID. Right. And that's, that's going to, that's going to really help him. So uh, we're speaking with Adam Bass, the North star reporter. We're recapping the debate last night here on South coast night between Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Tom Hodgson and Attleboro mayor, Paul Haro, the Bristol County Sheriff debate. And you can listen to it on WBSM.com if you missed it, or if you want to hear it again. Um, so there is a debate coming up again. Uh, there is a debate coming up with uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White on WPRI next week. Um, what are your expectations after they had it out in here? Um, well, I, I think it's going to be a clean slate uh, in terms, yeah. you know, Ted and uh, Ted and the others are going to be working on a their own set of questions. They're going to be more focused on uh, you know, again uh, what the sheriff does, yeah, people's records and history of running uh, a, sh uh, a jail in a town or a city. And you know, I think it's going to be a different sort of ball game in that debate. And I'm going to be watching it, and I'm probably going to be live tweeting it. Yeah, I, I yeah, uh, I, I hope so. I, I want to watch it too. It might be. I, I think it's going to come out before I uh, before I hop on air. I hope so, so I can do some uh, post game of it myself because I think they're gonna they they've done a good job with the, their debates too, the Alan Fung debate and the Rhode Island governor's debate. Um, so uh, is there any other thoughts you have on this race? Uh, well, I would say keep an eye on whether again I'm sounding like a broken clock. 
keep an eye on what happens next, who visits Bristol County. There is a poll flying out there, and I've heard about this. There's, there's a, supposedly a poll of this race being conducted. But another thing to know is when you're covering this race, just know, you know, there's going to be people who are not as undecided who are being the most vocal as those two that mentioned on your show. And I appreciate them for calling in. But at the same time, one voter does not make a whole race. A no. whole bunch of them do. And yeah. they're going to be the ones to decide. So keep an eye on that. Obviously, don't. And one more thing. One more thing I learned. Do not fall victim to how many signs there are. Yeah. Um, I tried traveling in Fall River and Bristol County and New Bedford. One, I got a headache doing that because I had to read and drive. And two, it just it was a waste of gas. So yeah. it's all about just waiting until November 8th. So- and letting it play out. The, the, there's some, like, the signs don't vote thing. I think there's truth to it. Um, sometimes I'm like, yeah, but the people inside the house do. But, um, but like, I'll, I'll give an example of this. There is a, a person who owns a lot of properties here in, in the New Be- greater New Bedford area. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them. And they like Tom Hodgson. And so Tom Hodgson, big Tom Hodgson signs are on all of those properties. They don't represent different opinions of people on Tom Hodgson, of people in the county. They represent the opinion of one guy who has a lot of properties that puts the signs up on the, on that county. So I agree. Signs aren't necessarily something that you can count on in in uh, in in this election. I mean, there's a lot of hero signs, too. There's, there's a lot of signs. There are a lot of yeah. signs. If there were, like, no hero signs, I would say, all right, well, you know, there's a ton of Hodgson signs. There's very little hero signs. But that's the, not the case. That's not the. It's not the case at all. It's not the case at all. And I, I, I see. I see more. I would say here in Fairhaven, where I live, I see a lot more Hero signs than 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 Hodgson signs. Small town and a very democratic town, um, but I think it varies depending on um, where you go. Uh, before I let you go, Adam, I appreciate you coming on, uh, and I appreciate your insight on this. Um, what's the f- what? Do you have any idea? Like you're more in the northern part of Bristol County. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you, might as well be France down here. Do you have any idea of like what the opinions are of Mayor Harrow and Tom Hodgson up in the northern part of Bristol County? The northern part, it depends on where it is. Um, so North Alboro and Alboro, they like them fine. Um, Harrow fine. Yeah. Uh, Mansfield like them fine. Uh, uh, Easton like them very much in Easton. Uh, Norton and Taunton is where you get a little question mark because Taunton's very Republican down ballot. Yes. Um, whereas Norton is, uh, is a complete battleground. It's a toss up. What I do know is that, um, I, I do know that a lot of union members seem to, uh, seem to be interested in Haro because I was driving to Wheaton to say hello to friends that might all matter. And the IB, IBEW 103 had a ton of Haro signs over there. Um, and it's interesting because I expect, uh, Norton to be a nail biter. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see, uh, again, we'll have to wait until November 8th what, for all this to turn out. What are the, what are the, what are the, what are the battleground towns that you think? And there's 20, there are, there's 20 of them. So there are two battleground towns, Norton, which is the home of Wheaton college where I got everything started. Fall river. Okay. Fall river has always, always, always voted for Hodgson. Uh, despite being like a democratic uh, bastion for years. So, who has been pouring a lot of money into advertising there, clearly wants to strip it away from them. So the question becomes, how does Fall River vote? If they vote for Hodgson by a large margin, he probably wins. 
Yeah. Um, if they, if Haro just almost gets it or wins it, he probably wins the entire election. Wow. Wow. So Fall River is where the race is going to be won, basically. Fall River, I, Fall River is essentially uh, Pennsylvania or Michigan. Uh, that well, it also depends on where uh, Hodgson does really well. Yeah. Um, if he does well in like barely wins New Bedford, he probably wins it. But the problem is that if, and I assume, and you know, that's a bad thing to do. Adam. Yeah. Hello. You said I assume, and that's probably a bad thing to do. I, then I you fell off. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so if her, if Haro does really well in uh, uh, New Bedford, Fairhaven, Dartmouth, and Westport, and barely wins Fall River, he probably wins the entire election. Okay. I, again, I have this huge whiteboard up in my room or in my office. <laughs> I appreciate me. that. I, I think that's awesome. That's good. Hey, uh, I'm, we're going to take another call before I let you go, actually. I'm going to hold you for a little bit. Sure. Good evening. You're live. Uh, yes, sir. If you give me uh, 10 seconds to wrap up the Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry that I dropped you. Well, I'm, I'm, you're a very uh, intellectual host, and I like Thank the you. balance of this back and forth. That's why I call back. I appreciate it. Thank you. But the thing is, is that with the bipolar screening or intervention, it would simply allow an inmate to have the proper medication, which would explain bad behavior in confined spaces and this and that. Uh, and uh, uh, more than that, we might, instead of looking at the suicide rate, look at the uptick in model prisoners with a simple thing, like giving them medication for bipolar if they need it. And that, that about sums it up without going into details. But uh, I truly appreciate a balanced program, and I thank you for such a quality. Thanks for, the, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Adam, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, I, I, I appreciate your insight. I appreciate you live-tweeting the debate and bringing more attention to it and uh, looking forward to more coverage on this race. Where can people go to find your work? Yeah, you can find uh, my work at NorthStarReporter.com or you can follow me on Twitter, Adam Bass of Mass. That's A-D-A-M of B-A-S, or excuse me, A-D-A-M-B-A-S-S of M-A-S-S. You can also find our work at the Cod Cabin Podcast where me, oh, yeah. my friends, Jesse, Jack, and Logan, we talk about Massachusetts politics. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Take care. That was Adam Bass of the North Star Reporter and uh, Massachusetts podcaster, The Cod Cabin. Uh, appreciate his enthusiasm about this race. Um, he's very enthusiastic, as enthusiastic as Chris and I are. Uh, and we're going to take your calls. If you've got more thoughts on the race, I certainly do. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. I'm going to take this break, and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. Listen to us live anywhere. Cowboy. I just thought it was funny when Mayor Hero said to Sheriff Hodgson that everyone thinks you're a cowboy. I thought that was funny. I had to listen. So I had to listen, guys. I was in the moment, right? You know, because I've got a, I did to keep the time, uh, you know, deal with the phones and stuff. And then, you know, ask the questions and with Chris and we had a lot in our plate. So we were, we were very in the moment. And so I had to re-listen to this and I did twice today uh, just to like, because there's just stuff you miss when you're doing stuff, you know, I will say in terms of, 
I think if you're a challenger, you have to go at the incumbent with a lot of fire. You can't just go in and be like, oh, yeah, everything's he's the best. And, you know, he's a good guy and all this other stuff. You know, oh, yeah, no, he, he's good. I think he's doing OK. I just think I can do better. You know, no, you have to really come at him with some fire and some venom. I think Haro did that. I think he really did. I mean, there were moments they were they were making some serious personal attacks on each other. He called uh, he called he called the sheriff a, a, a fraud, a fake tough guy, a con man. And sheriff did the same thing. He said he was a he said he was a liar. He said he was a bad. Re <laughs> he said he was a bad researcher. Oh, that was funny. That was a good one. When he, because he, because Hero, he said Hero misquoted a report on um, recidivism, which is the rate of people reoffending in prisons, and uh, and he said, you know, you got that wrong because you're not a great researcher. You're not. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so they both had some moments where I'm like, I listen again. I'm like, oh wow, oh wow. There's no love lost here for sure. So, hey, listen, 508-996-0500. really interested to know your thoughts on the debate. Good evening. You're live. Yeah, how you doing, Baka? Good, Tom. What's up? Is tonight uh, the sheriff's fundraiser? It was. I think it's already passed. Uh, has it? Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if anybody looked into how the, the sale of those tickets takes place. From what I understand, uh, people uh, that work for him have to uh, sell a certain amount, and there could be no returns. And I think that's illegal. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's not um, I that's not allowed. Uh, and I don't know anything about that. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely not allowed. I mean, if if you have workers that want to sell your tickets, that's fine. But you can't make them do it. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to a few retired people from there, and they're yeah. explaining how it works. Sure, and, uh, it's, it's real interesting to to see that and. I don't know if you've ever attended one. I attended one for him uh, back in the '90s, I think it was. And and you look around and you see all the political affiliations yeah. of people, uh, real prominent. Uh, and that's why I mentioned the Ward Five thing the other night because within that ward, they, you, I mean, when you look at it, you know that's where Mayor Maki, uh lived and his relatives still live there. Callahan, yeah. uh, Berthium. Jane Gonzalez, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Cabral, De De Dennis Lawrence, yeah, uh, people that that have had association, uh, and Naomi Connie, Naomi, uh, yeah, 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 with the with the sheriff, uh, both present and in the past. So I mean, when you're talking to the previous guy and he's saying how close it could be if if Hero could win Fall River and win New Bedford, I think is, and I, know, I, I really believe this is a concerted plan. Uh, to do a, a, a real romp in Ward 5 from the Sheriff's Department, and that, that could turn the election. But it's, it, 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 go ahead. And for people who don't know, Ward 5 is essentially the Buttonwood Park area of the city, right? The neighborhood surrounding the but, uh, Buttonwood Park, which is a very high turnout ward for voting. That's right. That's right. And, and that, that particular precinct... Uh, uh, could determine the entire election. It's where uh, it's where the mayor and Tony Cabral live, and in fact, they're neighbors. That's right. In, in Ward yeah. Five, right? Yep. And uh, so I, I don't know what what, what type of uh, battle is going on uh, in the sidelines, so to speak. But to me, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to that one. Uh, in terms of the debate, I, I kind of agree with with the general consensus is that it was pretty even. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, very well run. Uh, no knockout punches. And uh, nobody got derailed, so to speak. Uh, and now we're into, what, three weeks left? 
about, uh, yeah, so about that. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah, that's what is, is running close, and all the variables that can happen, even the weather could have, could have a, an effect on this one. Oh so yeah, the, the weather the weather could definitely have an effect on it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, if it's and people it, out there, if you're listening, vote whatever side you're going to be on. Yeah, vote. This is so important, not just for the election of a sheriff, but what the rest of the state's going to look at us for. Yeah, and. uh if we can, you know, push this thing up to thirty percent, that'd be great. Oh, it yeah, would make, make, make my day. Yeah, that yeah. would that would really be something if they could make it thirty percent. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you'll, I think you'll see Mitchell run for senator if he can push it up. The, if we can push it up to thirty <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues uh, that haven't been discussed on what goes on behind the wall, and uh, I, I guess you, you can't bring it up uh, because it's. It's tough. It's tough. Someone brought up, and I thought it was very clear. Apparently, Chris and, and, and Tom didn't, but I thought it was very clear. Someone asked him if he fired somebody because of the Adam Howe thing. I, it seemed very clear to me. And then, you know, like even Hodgson, he didn't re- like he de- ended up commenting on it after. But Haro was like, "Well, you know, you can't really talk about personnel matters." And as an elected board member who oversees a department, I I have the same. We have the same thing when people come out at us we're like oh this guy did this this guy did that like okay well we don't talk about personnel matters we'll have to you know deal right, with that right yeah yeah, yeah. So. but that, that's the whole thing is the management of the, of, of the facility yeah. you know but anyway i gotta take this uh, break tom good yeah keep up good work here tomorrow i appreciate it 1420 wb I think um, I think Weis I think Weisberg's uh, I think Weisberg's uh, metal thing is is messing with the algorithm. I gotta take this break. I'll be right back. The New England Patriots are 